This is a Stand-Up New York Labs production, providing you decent podcasts since 2013. in the conversation this is damian lemon this is ali muhammad the voice of your choice what's going on man what's up what's up to the people how y'all doing just shouting y'all out thanks for being in the conversation thank you for joining us hit that subscribe button like right now Bird. Yeah, that was good. That yeah, was good. Yeah. Yeah, Thank that, you for that. Yeah, I, that was, I, I saw you. I saw you. That was official. You committed <laughs> to that shit. Yeah. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm, I'm I'm feeling great, man. Yeah? I'm feeling great, man. We'll get to that, but you know what I'm saying? I'm, oh, right. I'm All right. All right. 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 You're going to bury the lead, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. no, nah, I mean, up. it's just, we, I don't want to jump out with it. You know what I mean? All that upness and shit. I'm going to let it marinate. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> you know true. Man? I hear that. We're going to get to it, though. I like how you, you restraint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm doing good, too, man. I feel good. No you doubt. know, uh, you know, uh, I haven't uh, received any more uh, elevation <laughs> of, of upness, but uh, <laughs> you know, I just came back from Atlanta. I want to shout out everybody that was in Atlanta that came out to the punchline this weekend. We had a good ass time out there. Shout out to we had some people, some conversationalists come through the building. Burp, burp. Absolutely. Some good friends and family come through the building. Some CAU alumni. Some LaFace alumni, some Atlanta alumni. It was it was a good time, man. Shout out to uh uh my man Damon Sumner hosting. Shout out to Rob Hayes featuring. Shout out to Dan Weeks featuring. Shout out to everybody over there in Atlanta, man. It was a good time. We had some fun in the building. You be in the city. Yeah. How'd it feel to be back? It felt interesting. It felt good. You realize how much of a like a creature of habit you could be. Hmm. Like I'm just going to the same places I went to way back when, you know, just to just to do it. It was old old like, restaurants. What, like what was your first? Stop? I went to uh, what was I think was the first thing I did. Uh I went to no, I hit the okay. So when I first came in, I rented a car the next day because I didn't want to. I was out in Buckhead and I wanted to hit a few spots and I didn't really want to be doing a bunch of. Ubering, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Atlanta, not like Uber in the. I mean, LA in the way where the Uber is just part of the culture. The Uber's like the train in LA. Uh, like the Ubers is three to four dollars. I got an Uber in in the regular Miami and not South Beach, and they were like, oh, "You take public transportation?" <laughs> oh, they called the Uber public transportation. <laughs> I was like, "There is this Uber pool?" <laughs> nah, this is a regular <laughs> Uber. Like, oh, like, you on the public transportation? Hilarious, like, man. This the Uber. <laughs> this is the y'all? future. Nah, so I, I rented a car, and then I first I went down to the AU, drove around the campus. I didn't even just sit down, and I mean I ain't walked the campus or nothing. I was just driving around just to kind of feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. Then uh, went down to Little Five Points. Went through Wish, Junkman's daughter, drove around, you know, did that little thing. Mm-hmm. Even before I did all that, the night before, had me some JR Crickets, post made it to the spot. 
So I got a good lemon pepper situation. <laughs> I think you used the future and the past. I was out All there. All that was. I was out there. Postmate. <laughs> Old nostalgic, exactly. futuristic mm-hmm. ass, brother. <laughs> Hit the Lennox. Bird. Hit the Lennox. You know, it's always interesting to go to the Lennox. Um, always feel a little underdressed in Lennox because them motherfuckers be going hard. They still go hard enough? Hard. It's the Olympics. <laughs> they going for it. Um, but it was good, man. It was just good to just be in the building, be around there, be in that energy, see my people out there. You know what I mean? It was cool. How was the shows? Shows were fun. We had a good time. We had a good times. Definitely uh, was in my head about them joints. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh, it all worked out for the best. And uh, <clears throat> started having more fun as we, as we right. went through the weekend. What was your favorite part about this trip? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, my seeing the people, mm-hmm. seeing friends and shit, people I knew, you know what I mean, coming out, that was dope. Uh, that might have been probably maybe one of the best things, just seeing my people, just having a good time, hanging out, you know what I mean, reconnecting. That was cool. Uh, on another thing, I was proud of myself for like, Getting me a little green drink every day. You know okay, what I mean? Like, okay. not all the way indulging in the bullshit. Okay, okay. A little lightweight bullshit indulgence, because Atlanta, though, they got everything oh, you yeah. need. You can indulge to um, your heart. Fail. I mean, come on, to your heart stop. You know what I'm so I was like, yeah, let me chill. I used a little bit of restraint. I enjoyed myself out there. It was cool. It was a good time. Were you hitting clubs? Uh, there any clubs? Nah, nah, we ain't do all that. We ain't do all that. Everything was at like most of my people was out of town, so we ain't okay. connected to like the last night. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was chill. That's what's up, man. What's up with you, what's man? Up? What you hey, been man. up to, man? I woke up this morning. Uh huh. What happened? And then motherfucking glitter started falling out the sky. Glitter, <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, I know you was just on the truth, po- uh, the truth subscription podcast. Oh, wow, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're okay. gonna talk about that. But uh, yeah, the nominations came out today. Uh huh. And like I said before, um, I worked on a what film. nominations? The Oscar nominations. Oscar nominate. Okay, yeah. go ahead. And I was saying before, we the Academy Awards, the Academy Awards. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All that that shit, right? The now. 90th annual. The 90th. Okay, right? that's what ahead. it is. It's the 90th. It's the 90th. Yeah, 2018. 90. Yeah. I'll write that down. So go ahead. Now, so, you know, the nominations came out and the film that Laura Checkaway did that I worked on, Edith and Eddie, mm-hmm. got nominated for Best Documentary Short. Mm-hmm. So that's like, whoa. That's what, that's what I woke up to. But what's whoa mean? What's that mean? Whoa, what means, whoa means shit, man. I, I didn't even have that on the bucket list yet. You know what I'm saying? But what do you, what do you say when you say whoa? What do you mean? Tell the people. Whoa is is shit. That's a big deal to be nominated for a fucking Academy Award. You're nominated for the Academy Award. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the on the motherfucking credit. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a part. of I'm not the director right. nor the producer. So I won't be able to go on the stage. But that shit will go on my bio. Right. You know so what I'm now as y'all stands, as as it stands now, you are Oscar nominated motherfucker. Exactly, cinematographer, cinema, exa- cinematographer, okay, okay. cinematographer. Right. Motherfucker so, probably uh, is a whole different, <laughs> a whole different category. Yeah, but category. in the streets, yeah, you're right. Right, you're absolutely right. It's you and Juicy J. Well, well, Juicy, Juicy J is a winner. winner, which you know still. Common, common, common out there. Common's a winner too. I think he he's a winner and he's nominated again, again this year. It didn't go all this way to be the EGOT. I think he only got the Tony to go. Right. Ain't that crazy? Nah. But motherfucking Ali Muhammad Oscar Award nominated. 
Cinematographer. Ali Muhammad, cinematographer. Huh? Hey, hey, hey. That's that up sound, than a motherfucker. That sounds great. Than a motherfucker, man. I don't know what it means. Sounds I like I don't, I don't know what that, that does, but we're going to run with it. You know? That definitely fleshes out that first paragraph for that uh, obituary. <laughs> I mean, that sounds a lot better than real nigga. <laughs> he was a yeah, real I mean, nigga. He was, he was, a, cool he was nigga. Academy Award nominated. Cool nigga. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Lord Checkaway who, you know what I'm saying, with the, what made this even better, not because, like, again, I ain't really know the the gravity of it. You know right. what I'm saying? I ain't really putting no weight on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the the best part about the whole shit is that watching that shit, it's, it's not some shit that came from the studio right. or- Big Bank, you know, it didn't come from Netflix or or nobody. You know what I'm saying? It was just an idea she had and said, "Let's do this shit." Right. And it was it was like any other shoot that we do, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just work on it. You you do whatever part you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? You 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 listen and 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 listen to the things that she going through, walking that shit as a independent person, paying for that shit out of their pocket to be. To already go against just it, even in the process, you up against all the films from you know around the world that's right. that's financed by big companies and shit like that, and to have that work, you know, regarded as one of the best out of all of the best, that's a that's a big deal. That's a big and deal. and I you know I applaud her for putting her vision out there and stepping forward and having. Belief in her own shit to 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 even get it started and going, you know that, that shit is dope. Shout out to Lord Checkaway. That's, we should have her up here though. I, I wanted to have her up here today, but she was about to go get drinks. So oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh, explain to us a little bit about what, Eddie and Edith. Edith and Eddie you, you is a uh, is a story about the two oldest interracial, uh, the oldest interracial couple is they were built. In the article that went out when um, people were first introduced to him when they first got married, right. so they got married at like ninety four and ninety six or ninety and ninety four or something right. crazy like that. And so, the uh, as the story goes, you know, Laura reads the the article and like, oh my god, I would like to shoot him because that's so a uh, so Laura thing to do. It's like you know, right. want to shoot some old love birds. You know what I'm saying? She's uh, sentimental like that. So. <clears throat> She goes to shoot him, but then in the midst of shooting the story of the love part, there's a family dynamic that's that's vying to tear them apart, mm-hmm. and that's what the story ends up becoming: one, the love, the the tearing apart, and then the bigger issue of how people elderly rights, elder rights. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. what rights do you have as you grow older? Right. You know what I'm saying? You have people that become your custodian and and do as they will with you. So the story is a it's a love story, but then it's a story on how the system mm. is flawed in, right. in taking care of people in that situation. So yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, it was it was a small love story. Cher, the singer, mm-hmm. ended up reading that same story and becoming just as involved with it. So she ended up being a producer on the project, and mm-hmm. shit, that shit, you know, went. Congratulations, yeah. man! Yeah, man. So yeah, you know, I'm a, I mean, I'm on the team. Feel, I'm I'm the sixth different? man. I'm like Jr. Smith on it, but you know, what I'm saying it's 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 all yeah. I feel different than a motherfucker. How you feel? This, how did it hit you? Because I know, I mean, 
Maybe have it all away, taking the whole shit. But how how did it hit you initially when you when you was like, well, wait a minute, this means? Well, yeah, because at first, like you say, it don't mean nothing at first. Because you know, I, I you know, I don't be following awards and stuff like that or signing up for awards, right? So I don't really pay attention, right? But then, this is like the Super Bowl of awards, mm-hmm. and it's like. Like the Oscars, yes, it's yeah, it's the yeah. But you know, I had to put it to to the people who who watch shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I ain't watched the Oscars till I was I'm all the way all the way grown. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> keep going though. So so when you when it happens and then you you say it one time, right? Then it's like, oh shit. Let me let me say that. Let me say that again. Oh, Oscar shit. nominated. Wow. Then it becomes like, oh shit, let me let me tell somebody. Right. Let me let me see how this feels outside of just my own head. Right. So then you know, you hear a couple of people that's, you know, invested in your career and shit and right. let them know what happened. They're like, oh shit, that's like a big deal. So now you starting to feel it because they, you know what I mean? Right. Because usually motherfuckers be like, okay, you did that shoot. All right, what's right. next? Uh-huh. You know what Good I'm saying? Shit. Like when you when when it's something like that, it it, it puts a marker in the ground. Right, right. And I'm like, oh shit, over here doing work. Right. So, you know, it was it, it hasn't. Um, you know, we we haven't won, but I've already started planning. You know, what I'm saying my L.A. trip. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna pop? You gonna do a little politic in the random I mean, I'm situation? going. I'm gonna go be out there. I don't know what what kind of polying I'm doing, but I'm gonna be in, gonna the be in the mix. Hell yeah! Ha-ha! Shit! When you when you a producer and you 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 nominated for a Grammy on a record, right? You, you gotta you, make you gotta that, show gotta up. Make to the, the meetings. Yeah, you know I'm out here yeah. nominated and shit. Like why you why you out here, man? Uh, shit, you know I you know I'm nominated. You know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to run around do some meetings and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but you wanna you wanna see what what opportunities is created just by that. Absolutely. I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? I'm a hustler. So I, w- I want to see what it do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, the price is go. going up. So let's you see what it do. You can't hustle this shit. The shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, how do you work it? Like, it doesn't mean, like, I haven't been in a system like that. I don't I don't know nobody with an Oscar to know what happens. Mm. It means, I mean, some people, I know a bunch of people with Emmys. Right. And their career go on, you know what I mean? They do the next day. And that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. But in this moment. Mm-hmm. In between, is all right. How can you build on the momentum? What projects can you put out there? How does that affect yeah your trajectory as far as where you're going and what you're putting out in the world? And it also is are you already thinking like, damn, now the rest of my work gotta you know what I'm saying kind of live up like you know what I'm saying? So Oscar nigga need to be making Oscar nigga kind of work. Well, you doing it. You're doing it. They just told you. I'm just saying. And, now you got to keep going. And continue them. You yeah, know what I mean? you got to keep going. Yeah, you got to keep going and you got to put out. You guys got to keep putting shit out. Yeah. It's a whole nother echelon. I'm, or as Nas would say, echelon. <laughs> anyway, Shout man. out to Nas. No doubt. Yeah, Nas so that's was uh, Oscar nominated as well. He's one of your peers. On on, on this year? I think that was Thomas Elmatic. Him and Eric Parker. Oh, right, right. Eric yeah, Park. Eric Parker. Yeah, yeah, Did they win? Like, that was... They might have won. I don't know. Nominated is big too. Yeah, nominated, nominated is, is huge. Nominated is huge. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm ride that on my nominated ass on out with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's gonna you know, have to add to my intro. 
That's my intro up. getting that's longer. Up. Yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> I ain't going to do it to you. Uh, well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, shit. Uh, but it, it's it's cool, though, that this year. It's a nice know, little group Yeah, it's people. a nice crop of blacks. The, yeah. You know, the after party probably going to be lit. It's going to be popular. Mary, Mary J got two nominations. In the Ray. She got two? Yeah. I know Best Supporting. And what's the other I one? I think she got one for the music. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she hit them for both sides, huh? Yeah, so that's dope. Shout out to Mary J. Blige. If if we all win on the same week, that'll be you know what I mean we're gonna be in the get dancery. Out. Get, get out. out out there, my man. What's his name? Daniel, uh the, the head guy. I'm about to pull a Tiffany Haddish because I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The, the lead guy from Get Out. Bert. Yeah, he's nominated, I'm pretty sure. He's denominated. Mm-hmm. And then uh Octavia Spencer. Okay. You yeah, it's gonna be I wonder who doing the the uh the black black party. I mean, you. I mean, you know, shit. You probably know who's doing. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I probably, <laughs> I mean, but sure I don't D-Nice know. DJ at the black shit. D nice, some black you know shit. What Glossy. D-Nice, artistic, you know, artistic on the rise out there. Okay, I don't even know who that is. That's a DJ. He, yeah, DJ artistic. He uh-huh. went to Fan U. He uh-huh. LA based. Uh, him and that's DJ Clean partner. Okay, shout out to up. DJ Clean. But artistic was doing. He DJ the. Uh, Issa Rae's Malibu party, Malibu shit party mm. the other week mm. for her birthday. Well, shit, this week, we already started kicking off. This week is uh, Grammy's week. Yeah, Grammy, that's, that's this weekend? Yeah, this weekend is here in New York, yeah. in the New Yorks. What a time. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big time if you're from Philly or, I mean, from New England, this is a big moment. If you following the NFL, uh, this is a big moment. It's so funny, I was in Atlanta talking to my homie Sense. He's from Philly. He's super, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They super, obviously, they Eagles fans. And uh, they didn't boycott. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the only boy. I don't know if nobody in Atlanta boycotted. They got a new stadium. I I think everybody participated. Have you seen that shit? I rolled past. That shit looked like a Benz. It looks (laughs) like a Benz. Like, it looked like a G Wagon. That shit is amazing. That shit, because I was one of the few people that was like, Damn, you kind of knock it down to Georgia Dope pretty soon. It was only 25 years old. Like, I mean, we at the garden is 150,000 years old. But I mean, 25 years is not that long for a stadium. Shit, the Miami Arena might have lasted 10 before they tore that bitch down. Really? I mean, it is what it seemed like. It seemed like it was really quick. That shit went up and that shit came down. What's the new one they got? The American Airlines. How long has that been? That's been there for at least 20 years. Not 20. Not 20. Maybe 15. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe might be twenty. I don't know. Maybe shit. that's no, nah, not that's twenty. Go I feel like twenty-five years for a stadium is kind of quick. Yeah, but but anyway, it's not New York where you can't just test it down in New York real easy. That's, that's a, true. That's a, shit is all. <laughs> you better build it to yeah, last. It's, it's kind of yeah. Because it's wedged in at this yeah, point. Exactly. American Airlines Arena in Miami opened in ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Yeah. So they that was I saw uh, Jay Z in there. Okay. Super Bowl weekend, okay. 99. Mm-hmm. That's when the Jigga What was out. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so the the Eagles and the good old uh, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Matt is, in, I guess, a New England fan. Go Pats. You boycotting, though, right? You ain't fucking with none of this. Or you just saying. I'm, I'm boycotting. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, I haven't watched the game. I haven't watched the game. But I ain't going to lie, I watched a few highlights on ESPN. On the if they game. come on, I mean, I'm not going to turn my, I'm not gonna turn the channel. I, I, I don't even have a cable, so I, I, I purposefully go to ESPN to watch, you know, some basketball highlights. Okay. And if I see an interesting, interesting headline on something, I might click on that motherfucker. So, mm. yeah, you know what I mean? So your boycott is a little flimsy. Is what my you boycott is, is kind of, you know what I'm saying, not flimsy. But I do it have sturdy. It's you know so I do have like a little asterisk <laughs> yeah, on my boycott. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does watch one or two highlights of right. the week. He's abreast of everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, man. I kind of just don't. I want to boycott it all the way because I really want to see that this shit impacted. I already heard that these are some of the worst uh, ratings they've gotten, but I want to see this be like one of the worst rated Super Bowls. Just, just for power's sake. Just you think to the see. Philly people not gonna watch. Oh, they gonna watch. They, they. I mean, they not even. They not participating in that shit. Chris Latimer has been on the boycott strong. That's dope. And he's a huge Philly fan. Yeah, and that's got to be big for him. Then. So, I'm interested to see. You know, what I'm saying what his commentary is gonna be because right. it's a very, very militant commentary. Right now, is Philly ringless? Philly is. Yeah. So this is a big fucking deal too. Who? Right. Right. So, what a what a year to boycott. Right. You know, this is a, Test your strength. And yeah. let's not forget that they also want vengeance on the Pats for uh, we be- beat them in 2004 mm. in the Super Bowl. Mm. A rematch. Mm. They're going down. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I hear the enthusiasm in your voice. <laughs> Matt ain't boycotting. No. <laughs> oh, shit. What else is going on, man? What's popping? Man, um. <laughs> Everybody hitting the junk at the same time. <laughs> Now, I mean, there's a, I guess the Everyday Struggle is back. Yeah, they got Everyday Struggle back. They added Star. Right. They, well, they, yeah. Which is bugged out because I always align Joe Buttons with Star. Like, okay. I, I didn't know the, I didn't know the Joe Button specifics or details. Or, right. I didn't know him. I didn't know enough about him to, right. to know much. But right. just in general, I would mm-hmm. lump them in a Star and Butt Wild type of feel. As far as being the grumpy old mm, man, hater on, space. On the yeah, the hater on the radio space. Did you check it out? Yeah, yeah. I seen the uh, seen the first two episodes. What's uh, it's interesting. I mean, uh, Star definitely. You know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic because Star is still provocative, right? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because uh, Star was on the radio almost. What, 15 years ago? Yeah, about 15. So what was super like provocative back then is, I mean, it's not to say that the shit ain't still raw. No. But it's a different type of, like, people have gotten even worse, like, even further. Like, what Joe would just call shit trash out of nowhere. Like, his shit was just, you know, it was like. Critical. Yeah, not even, not, not, not always critical. It's just sometimes he would say some shit just because, eh. He don't give a fuck. Right. It is what it is. Two minutes later, he don't even feel that way. Right. Star, I think, his is a little bit more measured. What I do appreciate about Star, Star being the older cat, he's, you can tell he's studying that shit. Like, he prepared. He's talking about it all. Like, he got, he looked like that motherfucker that studied everything. He's like, so what you got on that? What you thinking about that? Did you follow? The, oh, yeah, I saw that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. Like, yeah, he was sitting on the sidelines for a long, yeah, maybe. long time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He got a break. He got a chance, man. He's mm-hmm. like, I ain't going to, hey, I got an opportunity to take this shit to the new level. Yeah. 
Get off the bench, put me in, coach. Yeah. He also said some wild shit about uh, the Desca before he got the, the job that came out on the Twitters. Wait, wait. He said something about her before he yeah, got before the job? before he got on the job. Okay. On his own. Like, so he said on the Twitter or something? No, 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 no. Like his own podcast or whatever. Okay. Said something crazy. You know what I mean? Something, like, something loose. Like? This is said, yeah, once the... Jerk off on her leg. Oh my! Some God. shit. Some wild shit. He <laughs> don't know that before. time's up. Woo! This before you even got your time card. <laughs> Give me the old time card. Time is all up before here. he even get his first check. That I mean, that's an awkward situation. So how do you handle that shit? I mean, they they spoke to it. You know, she had to talk to him. Yeah, they all on the show together. So. Nadesta is on that show. Yes, I don't she's know. She's the shit. moderator of the show. Oh wow. So, oh man, yeah, it was a little awkward. It was a little awkward. Eh? I mean, that's I very risky of the complex in this climate. Yeah, but you know, I guess they, I guess getting in front of it is getting in front of it. You know what I mean? They spoke to it, whatever. They, there was some sort of, I guess, apology or whatever. It was a, it was a, it's that's a, tough though. It's a hell of a, it's very tough. That's open. That's that's a liability open. Yeah, who knows? Like an open happen. wound. You know what I'm saying? Because if she feel uncomfortable any kind of way, right. she gonna be like, "Y'all knew this before y'all From hired." The From the door, and it's now everybody knows. And it's a times up moment right, right now. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? I hope she making more than academics. I mean, who knows? I don't know. And him. Hopefully, help me. Shit. <laughs> I hope everybody get that pay, all the money they need you know to what get. Saying? Get the pay quality right. I mean. That's a lot of a lot of open doors to that conversation that they got there. But you know. It, it is interesting. Hey, hey, it ain't my company. Yeah, that's not, you know. Star. Where Buck Wild at? I don't know, man. I have no clue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Man. You don't give a fuck. I don't really nah. Buck Wild always been missing. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was always his MO. He was always kind of off the periphery. You know, I think Star kinda he built Buck Wild. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He kind of gave him what to do. You know? Okay. I never knew that dynamic. When yeah. I, when, I, when I moved here, they were already kind of on the fly, already going. Right. So I didn't really, and I didn't really listen to that shit, mm -hmm. no way. I don't be on that. Hey, they shit. were classic, man. They were classic. It was it was something. It was definitely oh. shocking. It was like mad rapper in real life. Yeah, there was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. It was definitely, he calls himself the father of the troll. Uh, and he could, I mean, he could rightfully claim that. You know. No doubt. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was Nigga it was ever a trolled moment. you? Who? On the internet. Star? No, anybody. Oh, yeah, I've had trolls on the internet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Once you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started How do you handle a troll? I just don't even, I don't even engage. Because that's you what just, they just, want. Just let it go. They want that, yeah, they want that shit. You want to see how long they keep going. You know what I mean? You be looking them up too, huh? Like, nah, mother, sometimes they at you, motherfucker. More than that, no, no, not looking up oh. like after the motherfucker troll. You be looking on his oh, profile. Oh yeah, you gotta like, break the whole shit down. See what's cracking, motherfucker. See if and you feel bad if they troll everybody, right? Because then you don't feel special. <laughs> you're like, ah, motherfucker, you just trolling for attention. You trolling the whole fucking uh, phone book in this bitch. Mm. But uh, nah, it ain't too crazy. I see Kevin Hart put a couple of his trolls on his Instagram today. Go oh, today, and they killed. They went over there and just started killing motherfuckers. He was like, you know, I'm all about love and da 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 da. So I want to give some love to these trolls. It was like four motherfuckers, <laughs> and then uh, if you click on their shit, 
niggas and hopped in their comments and it's just you know that you know the, roasting them the anti-troll boy that, right <laughs> right whoo that's a vigilante mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. beyonce with the a, conviction of thinking they right <clears throat> exactly just cause yeah whoever side they on if you ain't on that side your ass in trouble the motherfuckers like when they when they get on you. I read this article. I guess uh, this white girl wrote an article saying that uh, that uh, she she had been targeted by black, black Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> 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 uh, shit, that's gonna be a fucking Oscar award winning screenplay in three years because she the dragging. She wanted to put her spin. On on different culture, food and stuff, and then she swung around and got to soul food, right? And um, you know, what is her spin? Like she, I guess she said she made mac and cheese and she put these kind of vegetables in it, okay. and da, 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 you know, they know. But is her spin like a healthy spin? Like yeah, it's supposed okay. to be like a healthier spin okay. on so on on soul food and shit. And, okay, <clears throat> but she takes her spin and goes to all of these other foods. So it's been like she's probably put a spin on some Chinese food, maybe, and then put some. Spin I don't on. know. If she tries soul food first. <laughs> okay, so, so she spun out from the door. That's what you're saying. I'm not sure. Okay, but she spun it out right there, and the. And she was just saying how black Twitter came for her. Yeah. And, you know. Swiftly. <laughs> yeah. And, then, you know, but, you know, she still don't get it. Like, she was still saying shit in there that, like, you don't get it. You didn't, you ain't learn your lesson. Right. But it's kind of like, when they on your ass, man, they, I, I would assume that they make your life miserable on the social. Yeah. Motherfucker be digging up your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and, the worst. And, the, and they 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 MacGyverish with it too. Oh yeah, and they quick. It's the computer. They be on it, boy. They shit. That's the worst when they be getting motherfuckers fired. Now that's yeah. the worst when motherfuckers do some crazy shit. You do some wild shit. That's one thing. Now, if you just say some stupid shit, nothing super offensive. But if you, for instance, like. Spinning on some soul food, like making a healthy version of some, some collard greens and shit like that. Right. If you get dragged, all right, keep the dragon the dragon, but if yeah. a motherfucker lose their job over nah, some nah, wild nah, nah. shit She didn't like lose her job, but the, the motherfucker from, what's, what's these... the girl from Alabama State or some shit? Was, oh, is this that the was... latest one talking about she could be racist because she fucked black dudes? Nah, this was, I don't know. I don't know if she said that. I didn't see that part in the video. She said she hate niggas, and um, it was on Martin Luther King Day. And she was like, you know, I hate niggers. And I can say it now because in New Jersey, I can't say this. But in Alabama, I can say it. So I hate niggers. Uh, and I love my sorority. You saw that, Matt? Of course. I didn't see that, but. Did you hear it? I did not oh, hear that. Well, yeah. It was a, and then, you know, they got her fired from her sorority oh, and, cool. and expelled from oh, the school. She got fired from the sorority. You got fired from the sorority? <laughs> well, you know, you get you kicked got, out. Uh, but. <laughs> But you know she, she was silly as fuck for anyway for just naming it out. Play it herself. I love my sick whatever fight whatever it was because she <clears> thought <throat> it couldn't happen. Right. That's the best example of it could still happen. It and it happened swiftly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, Get up out of there. She was done before the end of Martin Luther King birthday. <laughs> I, I thought in the South they realized you have to keep the uh, racism a little bit under wraps. Not under the Trump administration. Yeah. Fair. They're getting Every, a little, getting a little bold now. Yeah, I mean everybody finds their tribe, and you know. Their tribe is uh, is uh, on top right now, at least in their minds. So they trying it, but you know we ain't got to go for that shit. We ain't with it. What you do this weekend? 
this weekend. Man, I went to my son's basketball game. Yeah. Um, took my daughter to a play date. Mm-hmm. And um, I did my my weekly Barnes and Noble run, which was actually pretty good. We came across a good lot of good shit. What you come across? You know, when I be doing that shit, it's not specifically the thing you come across. It's the feeling that you come across once you you know you in a zone and you start you start hitting some information that that can help you right. move move about or understand how things are working. You know, what I mean. The interesting thing is, like, I've been doing this for maybe 15 years, mm-hmm. and, you know, you really have to dig and dig to come across, like, young people of color in a lot of these magazines and shit in the bookstore, like, globally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you might have the famous ones here, like Serena and uh, this one and that one, a celebrity, but, like, in the culture books, say, like, a Dazed or ID, where... They just might highlight a, a 27-year-old, you know, producer in fucking Brooklyn or mm-hmm. South Africa or, you know, London somewhere. And you get to discover not only that person but the movement that they're associated with. Right. And then you start traveling about. But, you know, in years before, it wasn't – they were, you know, mainstream publications didn't cover that many, you know what I'm saying, black people. So – it wasn't as many of them as it is like now. It's like oh shit, oh shit. It's like you know what I'm saying. It's like cracking. It's mm-hmm. like you 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 are seeing people that are young, black, global, just doing all kind of shit. You know what I mean? That's that's the inspiring part. Like half the times I don't I don't even have to read the whole shit. Boom, I write the name in my journal, and then I go back and mm-hmm. Google the shit as I, you know what I'm saying, as I yeah. get time, you know what I mean? But to see it and then to see, okay, they, they doing this kind of movement and this is what's happening, okay, bet, that's dope, you know? A lot of times you, you it was like, like say during the EDM era when EDM was king. Mm-hmm. Even like a lot of the, the new cool urban DJs that you was coming, that I was coming across, they were all still aspiring to do the EDM be a big EDM DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think now, now that's that's a thing of the past and everybody's just digging into, you know what I'm saying, just a real, their own cultures and, and you know, the African wave is big. So, you know what I'm saying, you're getting a lot of a lot of people playing on that wave. It's, it's interesting, man. Mm-hmm. I just discover a lot of shit, man, that take your mind from where you at and put it anywhere on the globe. That's the type of shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like time travel in your head. Mm. So you feeling like you're saying that the EDM wave is kind of dying down and people are kind of going a little bit more? I mean, that wasn't really my point, but I did see an article this weekend that said EDM, when did the NASCAR audience become an EDM audience? Mm. You had a big EDM concert out of like a NASCAR situation. So I think it's, it's, everything is, is, you know what I mean, is that's going its own way, you know. We going our own way, you know. You got all kind of all of these different waves, and I think now I think people are more buying into their own tribes now, as mm-hmm. opposed to aspiring to be something mm-hmm. that they see because it's big and it's sanctioned, and all the big magazines cover it, and those guys make the most. I think guys are just digging in and just doing dope shit, which is, which is that's the, always the best. 
I see. I guess I see what you saying. I see what you saying. But uh, I mean, give me some examples of when you said you you were seeing this in these books. Like I said, man, I'm I'm, I'm that wasn't really the point. You the, the point to the point wasn't that it I'm a I'm a you, name a bunch of people. It just keeps you abreast <laughs> of the new shit that's moving. Exactly. Like it, oh, wow. it, it doesn't even you don't keep you abreast because I'm not reading for abreast. I'm reading for the vibe. What what is. Just in the know. Not in the know, because it's not like you're digging for information. It's a feel. It's a you're you're really looking for to tap into the collective consciousness, right. which is, you know what I'm saying, an invisible vibe that that's just streaming through all this shit. And, right. You know what I'm saying? Which which is the common denominator. That's really what I'm really trying to tap into. I'm I mean, I do you do come across specific names and if I went through this notebook and get to that page, I could just start naming out some names. Yeah, but that wasn't really the point of it. The point was was the inspiration and the energy that comes from the exercise of doing it. No, I get it. I was just now was just it struck me curious because uh, like I got a friend of mine that's like that does a lot of work within that that realm, like that whole EDM right. type of thing. And I'm hearing how you know how thriving it is or whatever. Is. So I'm curious. You know, like you were saying, you were you seeing things to where it looks like things are starting to break off. So I thought you had a little bit more on that. I was curious. No, I mean, I, I, I don't have a, 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 I mean, an analysis of it. Oh, wow. I know EDM is big as fuck, but I don't know if it's as cool as it used to be. Right. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Sometimes it gets big and then it's not as cool. Like, and what what used to irk me though, I used to it used to irk me to see successful black DJs, right? Mm -hmm. That's successful in their field and doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Aspire to be an EDM DJ. So basically like chasing, running outside of their culture. Right, to to chase what is, you know what I'm saying, deemed to be big. Mm -hmm. And then you see guys do it and you see other guys that just come back and just dig in the way they at, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like, if for a while, you know, when Diplo was running shit and all that, for a while, it was a lot of cats that was just trying to catch that wave. Right. And, you know, it's disheartening sometimes to watch, watch you know, cats that's thriving right. chase a wave that's not them. Right. That's all. Yeah. So I didn't say it was dead at all. I'm just saying the the coolness of it, the, make, the draw of it outside of its own culture is yeah. is waning on this side, which is, you know what I'm saying, fine by me. Okay. But like I said, they say it picked up steam on the NASCAR side, so EDM is going Trump. Mm. What you think about that, Matt? Another reason I don't really follow EDM. If they're going Trump, if if EDM is going Trump and NASCAR, I'll, I'm not going to even get closer. <laughs> so fucking with it, Trump and NASCAR is not your neck of the woods. Yeah, I didn't like it. From, I didn't like it that much from the beginning. Not my not my jam. Mm -hmm. Now, no reason. Yeah. What you listening to, Matt? I'm never really up to date on on any music. I'll I mean, I'll listen to some classic rock. I'm that kind of guy. Who's your favorite classic rock band? If you gotta just zone out, about to um, get drunk, and yeah, some shit. Fuck with some Bruce Springsteen, some Red yeah. Hot Chili Peppers. Even though they're not really classic, they're uh -huh. they're not classic. They I mean, twenty five years, but they've made stuff in the last ten years. I guess Bruce Bruce, Bruce has, has too, so. right? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I, Different genre, different one's more funk. One, they're more funk than classic. Funk, funk, okay, funk, okay. not the funk. Yeah, they got a little more funk in them. Like 
Go back to early early Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Ritual, not, daylight, habitual. Well, that's James' addiction, right? Yeah, I think that's that's not okay. Chili Peppers. Well, back in the mother, oh, mother's under milk the day. bridge, under is the, the Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mo- like when back in like Mother's Milk albums and stuff like that. Uh, that's what's up. What you been fucking with? Music wise, just in general, what you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Um. Wow, what did I do this weekend? That's probably not a good sign. I can't even think of it. Damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's LinkedIn. They really waiting to hear what you did this weekend. You're going to just... Matt ain't do nothing. He was in the... He, he don't want to tell y'all he was in them draws all weekend, man. I'm trying to think it's of... It's cuffing season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt got a wifey, though. You got a... I mean, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, he yeah, was cuffing. Like, shit, he don't want to tell y'all he was out here cuffing. It's like what happens in the house stays in the house. Everybody's business is nobody's business. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up with you? Man, I'm chilling, dude. I'm just getting back to getting back. More of the same. I ain't really been doing a whole lot. I just, you know, I was on the road. What you fucking with, man? What am I fucking <clears throat> with? I'm, starting, I'm still sticking with the shy. I'm watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm trying to catch up on as many of these movies as I can before the Oscars. You know what I mean? Just to, you know, I voted in the SAG Awards. SAG Awards was this weekend. It's the first time, you know, because I'm a SAG member, but I always miss it. Like, I'll watch the shit, but I always forget. And they'll send you a bunch of reminders. Yo, awards voting starts at this time. And I always forget that shit. So this time... I finally got in there. And a few of my people won, so I felt All good right. about that shit. Your vote counted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My vote counted. Felt good about that. I'm seeing these new nominations, so I'm like, there's a few things I haven't seen. I want to kind of get in, you know, full conversation with that. Uh, what the fuck else is going on, man? I bought a black book on some old school graffiti shit. I bought a black book and some markers. I'm trying to okay. tap into some uh, some creativity. Bird. Uh, what was your tag? I used to tag Jester. Jester? Jester. Jester. Like Jester. Court Jester. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 Stay yeah, with yeah. the comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is way back in the day. Yeah, four, yeah, four W. Four raw writers. Yeah, yeah. That was that was it. I was never, you know, I could do a throw up. I could tag. After that, I couldn't piece. I couldn't. I can't really draw. But I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to just explore various uh, avenues of creativity. So I got this black book. I got these markers. I'm about to go in a little bit on that. I got this uh, this little tablet that hooks up to Photoshop and shit like that that uh, Young Flannery put me on to a while ago. Mm-hmm. So I got that. You know, just some shit just to, to so, fuck with. To go back to your graffiti days. Yeah, sure, right? yeah. That was my introduction to advertising and branding when I thought about it in, in retrospect. How did you get started? Like, like, did you go out and put shit on walls or you was like a write it on a post office sticker and stick it on the wall? More like the post office sticker, stick it on the wall. You, you tag on, you know, like, you'll get up. But getting cans and shit like that, that was a whole lot. That was, you know, it was like the whole shit was a culture. Right. You got, you got used, you got into it. I'm trying to think how you first got into it. I'm trying to think, did I see it? You see it around. You see it around. And you see it in, you see the culture like in movies, like, you know, like, um, 
what's the shit? What's the uh oh, wild style? Wild style, uh, you know, Beach Street even, uh, you know, read some of the books. Um, you know what I mean? And then you start meeting people that start, you know, meet start typically meeting older people mm-hmm. that write. You know what I mean? They may write, they get up a little bit, and there's something that's like exciting about it. You know what I mean? Because it's like going bombing. It's like going out late and shit. And you know what I mean? Trying to stay low and putting on wild hook. You know, all of that crazy so, shit. So you go out to write. The bombing is going out to write your name. Yeah, it's going shit. out to bomb your name all over. Write your name all over as many places as you can. Right. Like if you bombing, bombing, like you go crazy with it. You know? Um, and obviously I wasn't on that super level. If anything, I'd catch a tag somewhere. <laughs> If I did a little throw up, it'd be something I'd be proud of till it got buffed. But I wasn't nobody that was out there piecing or just doing massive throw ups. Used to be a cat named J.A. back in the day. He had the entire major Deegan. Like you drive the Deegan. J.A., 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 J.A. Like way, like the shit was impressive. Because that's really what it's about. It's like getting up where you would be like, oh shit, how the fuck they do that? You know right. what I mean? That was part of the look. Like how the fuck he get up like that? Right. You know, or how you get up in that, like, in the middle of everything. You know what I'm saying? How nobody see you catch that big ass throw up, right? In, you know what I mean? In the midst of that. So that was the allure that, I mean, again, like, and then it becomes like a community like everything else. You know what I'm saying? People got black books and shit like that. They pass their black books around. People tagging each other's black books, do some shit like that. You know, it's just something, something to do. Something to do, so it was cool. So how long? How long did you like? What age did you start? Maybe like thirteen, fourteen, some shit. Maybe like something like that. What was your marker of choice? It was a little. They had like a the shit that you wanted to get. If you could catch, they used to have like these these Magnum pilots, like the little thick ass joints. Mm-hmm. With the little the chisel thing, like the the chisel uh, brush, right? You know what I mean? Is that you could go as far as then if you want to get stupid with it, you could like create your own paint markers mm-hmm. where you'll buy like a little I can't even explain like a it's like a dishwashing bottle. Kind of like a dishwashing bottle, like a dishwash, like a spray bottle, like a spray bottle, but you take the spray part off, you could fill this shit with ink, and if you take like something like maybe like a a chalkboard eraser, you crack that shit and you put it in, Mm -hmm. and you like rig it to where now that becomes your brush, Mm -hmm. and you got all that shit, so now your shit a drip, you get the nasty drip shit, you know what I mean? But now they create like, they create like these crink pens. Where they give you the drip effect. You don't even have to create your own shit. So stuff like that. Um, you know, a Sharpie. That was the shit going to the post office. Get a whole bunch of, you know, little fucking the address shits. The labels. And, and just stack them shit. Yeah, I'd never everywhere. seen that. When I first came to New York in 92. They kind of um, started killing them off? Well, no, no. It was, it was, that's what it was. Like, I was living in the Bronx. Right. And, you go in like you go in the post office and cats will just go steal the whole stack yeah. of the labels. Yeah. The post office labels. Yeah. Do they tag on them and uh-huh. then just stick the label on the mailbox or the right. pole or the, you know, right. something the lobby door. Mm-hmm. And 
I was like, man, that is in the, that's 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 a way to save money, right? <laughs> so, it's a good way to get it again. I mean, honestly, a lot of that shit was about not spending money. Part of it was not spending money. Like if right. you go in there and get paint, most people the shit was to rack paint to steal that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of fucking money if you really spending on it. So it was that type of shit. You know. That's cool. So you you uh, about to tap back into your? your nah, I don't uh, want to go I mean, in, your, in your black crazy. book. In your black book, not not going in outside. my black book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I've talked about it all here before. I do feel like graffiti's kind of all the comeback though. I just I don't know. I don't know if it's because of Instagram again. Like I don't know, but I just feel like I see way more people getting up than I did over the last few years. So it's definitely just tapping into it right yeah quick. it's definitely inspired me to be like yeah, let me see what's good let me see what my hand looking like but you was about to say it it kind of gave you that that nod on marketing early how, early how because is that because that's the whole shit is about catching fame you know what i mean like that's the whole thing to be a king to go you know what i mean to to so when people when you say your name we say what you write motherfuckers are like oh shit that's you because it's like it's almost like some superhero shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's for real. Because you got all of these people that dwell in the darkness. They get up, you know, bomb and shit when nobody's watching. And then their shit is all over. And you don't know who the fuck that is. Like, you see their shit all the time. But then if you're into it, you're an admirer. And the motherfucker be like, yo, what you write? Yo, I write such and such. Word? Oh! And then it's a, it's a different level of respect. Like, if a motherfucker say, yo... I'm such and such, mm-hmm. and that motherfucker is a king, and you've seen them all, you like, they look different. you wow. like, because it's so weird. The people that you would think, that's the other thing, is like, the personality that you could kind of project onto somebody's, somebody's art based on either their tag name, based on, you know, the type of shit that they draw, the type of spaces they get up on. Mm-hmm. You might have an idea of what this person is in your head, and then when you see the person, you're like, "Get the fuck out of work!" It's weird. It's it's the funniest shit. That's you, yeah, nigga. Wow, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we ain't had that. We didn't have a graffiti culture. Yeah, it was you know you can't be writing on people's shit in Miami. If I fuck around and get shot. Well, y'all got Winward now, though. That shit seems yeah, to be a, that's uh, a corporate wall. But <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sure y'all got some. Of, you don't got no Miami graffiti legends? Not that I like I, we wasn't looking for no graffiti. Mm. They wasn't they wasn't in Northwest Dade. I don't know if they was, you know what I'm saying, in Little Havana or some shit like that. I don't know. That was one of them things. That was just another way. Maybe in maybe in Winwood. You know, yeah. a lot of New York Puerto Ricans live in Winwood. Yeah. Winwood is like Miami, Washington Heights. Okay. Black and Puerto Rican. Yeah. But yeah. well, it used to be. I don't this is gentrified now. Yeah, that used to be a thing. That definitely used to be a thing. See hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ill. And then it's you know it's always interesting to see who sticks with it because it's a that shit's a grueling ass lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like that shit ain't always. It's kind of thankless. You know what I mean? There's people <laughs> I know that blown out their knee and you know right. doing dumb shit, jumping off of this, running from this, get caught like that. You know, Miami people do that with cars. Like uh, just put rims, paint. Like, yeah, they just get they get wild creative with the cars. I'm sure they do in Houston and other cities like right. that. But it's just like, you know, it's a you know during different eras, it's a certain look. You know, so you know when I was coming up with Trues and Vols, 
was thirties with the lows and and then the the candy apple paints had just started to hit. So it was who could get the most, the deepest candy apple look. And like, what's the deepest meaning? The most like, wet looking? Yeah, the most wet looking, shiniest, you know what I'm saying? Just the, the prettiest color, right. the prettiest color combination on your car. Right. Like colorways on sneakers. Like, right. you know, but you know, that's a, a $40,000 hookup. Dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm about to flip my whole vert from this color to that color, change my insides, do the right. top over. Then the new rims will come out, you know. Went from from thirties to fifties and Dayton's and hundred spokes and then the deep then you know the the you know the the bigger rims started to come. That's the dunks and all. That's that when shit. they started. It's the same car. They just putting different types of rims on it. Right. It's this car probably been flipped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So many times from the time it was originally bought. Does it change hands each flip it, or are you saying the nah, owner so might flip it three four owner times? Owner might flip it, might change hands. It's like you know. So a car is basically like a canvas. Yeah, it's a canvas. That's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, some cats might go to a small town uh-huh. and, and ride through till they find, you know, a, a old Chevy, a 73 right. or a 72. Right. In somebody's backyard just, you know, riding away. But and, so, but they'll... And then you just bring it all the way back to life. And they'd rather, more often than not, you would see the person flip this Chevy a couple times as opposed to... Copping a different Chevy. Say, I'm going to keep this Chevy here, cherry red, and whatever color. Depending on the dude. Okay. Depending on the person. You know what I'm saying? Some people like to keep theirs straight, and then they just go get something else. Uh-huh. Some people flip theirs all the way out or uh-huh. sell it and, you know what I'm saying, do something else. Some people, you, you know, you you go broke, and, you know, you got to get some money, so you have to sell your, sell your motherfucking vert. You know, it's all kind of shit. But it's like... These cars are from the 70s, 72, 73, and they riding them like they knew. You ever had any of these old cars? No, I did not. I did not have a vert. It didn't appeal to you, or it was a cost situation, or what's No, no, no. It was It was like, it was It was weird because, you know, it was two things. It was one, you didn't want to, you didn't want to have a raggedy car first. So in order to have a vert, you got to, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't got bread like that, even uh-huh. when you got bread, right. you gonna have, it's going to be raggedy for a while till you build it all the way up. Right. So then you think, nah, I don't want to ride around no raggedy vert. You know right. what I mean? I can put my money into some shit that yeah. ain't really. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. Yielding. No, it's not that it's not yielding. It's just like, you know, you have to. You had to be about it. You can't just that ain't something you just do. Like you it's go a lifestyle. It's yeah, a commitment. Yeah, you ain't just go like you go buy a Honda Accord and shit and just roll. Like you you get into that Chevy life, it's not just the car and what you're doing to it. Like you said, it's a culture, it's a lifestyle. And yeah. then and then you got, you know, it's the wolves out there that, you know, as soon as you put your rims on, they're gonna come take your shit. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta be able to Put that in your lifestyle, right. the protection of your car that you're right. building. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even if you got a dope engine, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got to watch that shit. You got to watch that shit because it's like, okay, nigga might just come take your shit just so they can get your engine. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So, that life is, is like, it's a lot that come with it. And if you ain't really on it like that... Ain't no real need to be fucking with. Shit is exhausting. It's 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 a lot. Like you know what I'm saying. You put one once you get your shit right. You you put a you got a target on you. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a ticking clock. You know what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. you gotta be able to protect. You gotta be able to protect it. Cause if you can't protect it, then niggas know you can't protect it. 
They coming to get it. You just made that good for them. Yeah, they coming to get that. They gonna wait. Good looking out, fam. They gonna wait till you it. put your feet on there. You know what I'm saying? Get your dude pushing right. You know what I mean? Get all your shit on there, and then they gonna come try to take it. Mm. Then you gotta start over. But that's the game. Damn. <laughs> that's that's. But that's how it go. You know, that's that's a lifestyle. It ain't like, you know, some people just want to get shit, but they don't understand what come with it. You know, so. When when you jump in that life, a lot come with it. It ain't just dunk life. I'ma just roll out. You got, you know, if you got a garage, you live a little far out. You know what I'm saying? You ain't in the hood with it. You you might pull yours out on Sunday, like you know, like right. an OG. Yeah, I see that. I see you know like currency does shit like that. Like you an OG and you got your shit stashed away somewhere. You cool, but if you you young, you 18, 19, shit right in the hood, the block, you got yeah. you parking at your mama house, yeah. you trying to pull it in the back of the house, so right. you know what right. I'm saying? So you can at least see somebody. Right. You know, and you just, you're gonna make it a little more difficult, but you're burning out your mama grass. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a different, it's a it's a different kind of situation. Oh, you burn out your mom's grass because of the engine? Yeah, because you parking on the grass. Like oh, you know what I'm saying? You parking on the grass, you fucking okay. up the grass. Mm. So you know, some cats, you know, they try to park it all the way up against the house so you know, it's right under their window and shit. Right. It's like you gotta, it's, it's, you gotta babysit that shit. <laughs> yeah. If you ain't got the right facilities, sh- you out in the wild. You right. in the open with, right? You know. So you felt like that was just too much responsibility. Nah, man, yeah, I, that, I didn't. I didn't. All that stress. You know what I'm saying? I had. You know, the thing is, it's like on one hand, you you've been rolling. You know, what I'm saying newer cars, newer model cars, and rolling fresh like that. So you, don't, it's like, damn. If I go buy my own shit, then I gotta ride my raggedy shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like then you gotta build, you gotta build all the way up as opposed to just jumping out fresh. Right. So you know, you, it's all these stupid ass decisions that you you make. And then I went to college, and shit, I wasn't thinking about that shit no more. And then I started a business, and you know, that's where I put all my money. Mm. I put all my money in my business. Yeah. So that was my thing. I still don't put a whole lot of money in the cars now. That ain't that ain't really my shit. Yeah. Yeah, I like a nice car. I don't. I mean, I, I appreciate them from afar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I see those shirts, they cool. To your point, it, it seems like because I also see the other side of it with a shit sitting on the on the lawn for a year. You know what I mean? <laughs> waiting on sick of waiting on the engine. I ain't got that. I gotta wait on this and that. Da 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 da. It's the fucking shit starting <laughs> to get rusty on the bottom. <laughs> And <laughs> shit just look like it looked demoralized. Yeah. Like you it ain't ride around with the primer paint. Right, right. <laughs> that shit ain't gonna happen. You know what I mean? So if you can't all the way do it, you got to go through that. It's like growing dreads. Yeah, you know what I'm and it's, you're paying a lot for an old ass car. Right, but it, it pay back when you get it right. Well, but, it's fly, but I mean, damn, <laughs> it pay back when you get it back. Because some cats could hook an old car up, and the cat I, I've seen cats pull up to the club and the bins. Mm-hmm. And a cat pull up in a vert right. that's just done right, right, and get most attention in the band. Like oh, the I'm band's sure. gonna disappear. Right, you know what I'm saying? Then you got it, and then you got it. You got your music knocking. Yeah, yeah that's that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like two, two Rottweilers <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> trunk fighting. Exactly. <laughs> you got Donkey Kong in the trunk. <laughs> that shit is ridiculous. Yeah, you causing a motherfucking scene. That shit is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And and, and again, you a part of a lifestyle. It give you. It, it gives you a instant, you know what I'm saying, a instant tribe. You know, yeah. it's like like riding motorcycles yeah. up here. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got a family now. Can't see you on the bike. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You rolling with y'all. All all the bike right. niggas kind of dress alike. Right. You know, 
they part of a, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a whole lot that go with that. Yeah. So, you know, if you get it right, you get it right. Yeah. But that shit, you know, it, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. <laughs> 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 that shit be looking crazy. That shit be looking crazy. And a motherfucker, your rear view mirror, you can't focus on shit. Uh-uh, that shit uh-uh. is, you don't know what the fuck is going on behind your whip. Nah, you got to use your head for that. Use your eyes, man. Hilarious, man. Yeah, but you're going to cause a scene. When they going to see up. you. They going to see you when you pull up. When you pull up. Oh, what you knocking? No, man. Check this out. What you knock? Like, what's, what's one of them records that when you in the whip and you turn that shit on, you like, oh, you feel good. I'm gonna take you back. I just, I went back into the crates. I went to a very OG pull off record. I was listening mm-hmm. to Booming System. Mm-hmm. That shit still take a hold and make you feel a way. Mm-hmm. What's a record that you throw on where you like, these motherfuckers here? Well, I don't have one right now because I ain't got no knock in my car. So it's like, I mean, I got, I got regular, you know. A nice sound system, but no, it ain't, no. it ain't, I'm not planning to pull off on yeah, nobody. Yeah, 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 but, but if you had to. But but fuck fuck me. Fuck me. The most classic pull-up song that I had seen, and it was just so out of the ordinary and out of the blue, because we had, mind you, we were in Miami, and we was on the, it was, we was on the strip on 7th Isle, and, um, and I hadn't heard this song, you know what I mean? It was just totally out of the blue, and, um, because they didn't play this group yet in Miami. Like, this, you know what I'm saying? It was like some New York shit, which was like odd at the time. Yeah. So everybody out there, and then you see this one cat, he pulled pulled past, Mm -hmm. and he hit the corner so he could turn around and then get a fresh start. Right. So when he hit the corner, and he went around the block, he started to get the music set up. You could hear him. Slide through the songs, too. but you can hear them. You, you can hear them shuffling you, through. You can hear that. You can hear that trunk ready to go. You're like, oh shit! He was coming. He was coming clean. He was coming clean. And then that shit. That nigga had. He he cued that shit up. It was like, that Wu Tang Clan. That Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing, Wu Tang? And then that bass hit. That motherfucker fucked up the whole lot. Cause you wouldn't expect it, you know what, what I'm saying? He, what was he driving? It was a Chevy. It was he okay. was in a vert. No, he wow. was in a hard top, probably a '73 right. hard top that Caprice. Shit was Man, he fucked up the block with that shit. It's plenty songs that cats like to play, like you know, in Miami, like to play like some Barry White, you know, what right, I'm saying right, some right, Love right, Unlimited right. Orchestra, some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. The um, you know, uh, you know, so it's it's a lot of different songs that that you could play, but that that one, the pull up song to me, because. When we used to do it, Dougie Fresh had a song. Dougie, this was a few years before. Dougie Fresh had a song. Hold on one second, real quick. Well, tell me that, but I want you to answer this question afterward. Is uh-huh. there a difference between a pull-up song and a pull-off song? Because I feel like it's definitely it's a two totally different yeah, attitudes. Two, but go ahead with your Dougie situation. But, but, but Dougie Fresh had a song which was masterfully engineered at this time for, for 88. Like okay. 87, 88, his first album. Um, my homeboy, his uncle had uh he had a bunch of cars, but he used to let us get the um the cutlass. And the cutlass had a club sound system in that bitch. It had a CD player, nobody had that shit yet. Alpine C D player. And it's just we used to call that shit the bass machine, cause that shit is woo. 
And but Dougie Fresh had a song called uh, "Type of Girl" mm-hmm. that was perfectly engineered for bass. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, it started off with that dan 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 dan. dan. That let them know mm-hmm. what you're working with before the bass drop. Mm-hmm. That let them know they mm-hmm. hear that that rumble coming out. Mm-hmm. And then when um and that shit come on, and that bass drop. Fucking the whole block up, dog. Go pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. It's uh, Dougie Fresh. Type of girl. The type of girl. And that shit used to tear that shit up. And it came over the We would play that shit uh, all fucking uh, night. Uh, <laughs> we every, put that in the notes because we every, put that on the, on every, the Facebook Yeah, page. everywhere we pulled up, we, that's how we was pulling up. You know what I mean? We Dougie back that Fresh. Shit. Dougie Fresh, dog. And it had that, that like that dragnet beginning. Da, yeah, da, 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 listen, da, da. see, Dougie, Dougie has some bass in his songs. Like even even the show had that drop. That shit, all that. Doom, 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 but doom, but doom. this shit right here had that bass, dog. And when you put it on that shit, and it was so clear, it was like you know how Dre shit be all engineered, yeah. right? Type of girl. It was not that thong at thong. Listen, man, it ain't no popular song. And okay. and it took years. I couldn't even find that shit online because I don't think his first album is really clear like online that. clear. Uh-huh. But I it's on YouTube. It is. It has been up for probably about five five years now. No, but yeah. it's not a it's not a famous song. It was like a deep cut on the album that shit is that, that we felt like we discovered because nobody else played it. Right. But after we after we after about four five weeks, yeah, us, broke it. Yeah, we kind of broke that shit. You'll you'll hear niggas pulling up with that because. It was perfect for the pull up because it gives you that lead in, just how that Wu Tang song right. gives you that lead in before mm-hmm. the bass come in. Mm-hmm. Oh man! You know what a mean pull off record is? That uh, that Jay Z show you how to do this, son. You know that shit. And it go catch up, niggas. And that motherfucker drop. That shit is. Fire, what song nigga. is that? Show you what? Uh, yeah. I show you how to do this, son. These ain't the X. We say we don't drive. Fi- we don't drive X fives. We give them the baby mamas. You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, nigga, with that shit, that shit dropped. That shit sounds so powerful. That shit. Man, it's, a, <laughs> it's a disrespectful pull off record right, too. Like right, right, right. yeah. I don't that shit ain't even been pulling up and pulling off ain't it's been in different. my head. You know what I'm saying? When you when yeah. you, when you in, the, in the you know what I'm saying with the kids and shit, you ain't pulling nowhere. It's different. Yeah, it's a different My thing. daughter wanna hear some goddamn pop or some shit. It's certain songs though that just that still feel like that. Or there's certain songs. What the fuck I was listening to today where I was like, I wanna do I gotta write something to where this song gets played. Like this song needs to be played in something in a scene. Damn, I can't remember the record I was just listening to. I was like, nigga, this shit. This is such a dope record. This needs to be in a movie. It's like a known record, but it's one of those records like it just it's only right. And it's like it's it evokes a fucking feeling. I can't remember what record it is right now, but it's like one of those things, you know, certain times. You know them needle drops in a in a in a in like a movie when they play that record the whole the whole scene crystallizes you like okay it sets the tone you like okay I feel that I cannot fuck it can't come to me for the life is of what me. is it a rap song is what I is can't it? fucking remember I don't I, it's either a where rap do you know song. it from 
from my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? From hearing it. I don't know. I can't think about I can't remember what it was. I was just listening to the shit not too long ago, and I'm like, it's my goal to get this shit in the fucking in the joint. Cause it just set such a fucking tone. You like, damn, so nigga. right the same. Yeah, I gotta remember the fucking song. I'm first. saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I ain't pulled up or off on nobody in, you know what I mean? <laughs> in yeah, quite yeah. some time. Hilarious. Up New York, you pull off on the train. All right, dog. Take it easy. Dip on down the steps, hit the A. There's there's some shit too. That's good. There's good train riding music too though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely I'd be on my funk really, you know what I'm saying? When yeah. I when I'm when I just want to take a break from what's popping, I just go back to the funk. Yeah. That's my nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Get like on a that. funk, like a little like uh, '80s funk, little '80s R&B. Like there's a on Sirius XM, there's a station called Groove, and they always playing that shit. They play like that. Uh, they definitely play a lot of like a lot of New Jack Swing, a lot of uh, a lot of that old '80s shit. That mm. uh, um. That's what Bruno Mars on. Yeah, Bruno Mars is flipping everything you you held dear. That motherfucker is retro in everything. <laughs> but it's good. I can't even front. He does it. Nobody else flipped the the living color uh no, opening. Nobody thought to do it. Nobody yeah, thought but, to do but it. But really and, nobody else could have done it justice. Like because he's already established He's established himself as a as flipper. A, right, as a you know saying a good cover artist. <laughs> he's a good yeah, he's a, he <laughs> He's gonna be a great Vegas act. Right. I mean he's from Vegas, so he's Is he? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It makes so sense. yeah, it makes sense. That makes, it makes make sense. He was an Elvis impersonator as a kid. Oh, so it definitely makes sense he because knows, he knows Vegas, how to embody other in Vegas, swags. Vegas, you have to have a mentality of a real big but real everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you gonna put five thousand people in this bitch, but you gotta make all of them happy. All of them clapping to the same record. Right. So yeah. that's why like uh flow riders like big in Vegas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just that kind of music that a whole bunch of people could like, but it might not be, you know what I mean, your thing. We were talking about that. I was just saying, because, you know, in Vegas in particular, Vegas, I guess even more than any, probably any place in the U.S. currently, has the biggest, arguably the biggest respect for DJs. Well, they need them. They got so many people they need to entertain. But shit, every, a lot of, a lot of uh, cities need DJs. Not like Vegas. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, clubs. I've only per, been to Vegas per, once. Per capita mile is, is, I guess, it's clubs all through that shit. I guess that's what it is. But it's it's very interesting. I guess, and it's, I mean, it has to do. I mean, I'm sure it has to do with the clubs and the casinos and all of that. But it's like, it feels like it still stays. Like you know, certain shit starts there. Certain shit starts in a place, mm-hmm. and it'll resonate and it'll move around, right? Mm-hmm. Like. uh I get maybe it's a casino type of thing, but like I see in Atlantic City, and maybe if I go up to Foxwoods or something like that, but you'll see the DJs on the huge billboards. Like it's uh, it's high stakes, man. Yeah, it's high stakes. They got to get a lot of people in a place to spend a lot of money, and mm. and it's a different, it's a different. Like I've done parties in different cities, but when we did that party during um the fight with uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao, yeah. It's a different level of money spending. It's mm-hmm. a different level of customer that you're dealing with. You right. know what I'm saying? So you might be you might do a party in, in some city and you know you 
I'm charging fifty dollars at the door and hundred dollars VIP. You right. know what I'm saying? This shit starting at two hundred and your VIP is five hundred and and people just dropping that shit because they came to Vegas to do that. They come to Vegas to do that. They come to Vegas to spend money and try to get money in them casinos. You got all the shops that you know, all the expensive shops, all the you know, what I'm saying all the luxury cars, all that shit is there. That's where people go to do that shit. That's like it's Vice City. Yeah, it's a Vice City. It's like you know, I'm going to ball. Even you might save all year to go to Vegas and ball. Right. And ain't no else where you feel like a baller. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, that place you feel like a baller when you balling out there. Yeah, but I mean, I understand that. I understand you feel like a baller and you're going hard and all of that, but. That ain't the only context to respect the DJ in. You well, know what I mean? Like, like you figure like Atlanta got a lot of a, a crazy club scene, and they respect DJs to a certain degree. You know, but like it just it just feels like it's just such a it's a totally different presentation. Yeah, it is because it's a more at stake. You got all of these casinos competing for the same kind of customers. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got these clubs, so they're going to put the biggest clubs with the best sound system and the best DJ or the best entertainment. Right. So that's why the legacy acts, they go to Vegas and they, they get the biggest one. So you could put one person in a theater and, and have people come see them every day for months. Right. Like, it ain't it ain't that many places that that do it like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? New York is one thing for what it is, but Vegas is is like a shopping mall for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Whether it's gambling, clubs, strippers, they got you know what I'm saying. They restaurants got to be big. You know what I'm saying? They feeding on the that's that's it's it's on the industrial level. So DJs is is almost important as the entertainers, the singers, mm-hmm. because. DJs might be cheaper, and they could keep you know they they can keep them going longer. Hmm. So, you know, I'm sure that the culture of respecting DJs comes from the fact that you have to compete at a high level and provide a quality entertainment product at all times. Whether mm-hmm. it's a singer, uh, whether it's Cirque du Soleil, whether it's DJs in the club. Mm-hmm. So that's just you know I feel like it's just the stakes are higher. It might be it. Who knows? <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway, where you gonna be at this week, man? I'm gonna be basking in some work. Now I'm gonna be here in Brooklyn. I'm actually going to Philly tomorrow. Um, I'll be back, and yeah, I'm gonna be here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Be here for a minute to uh, bust out to the West Side and soak up some of that Hollywood. Get you, get your, your Oscar nominee. See what that Hollywood do. I hear that. That's what's up. Where you gonna be? I'm gonna be here in the city. I'm gonna be at the stand tonight. As a matter of fact, if you're hearing this on Wednesday, I'm there tonight, and I'm there on Thursday night, and uh, I'm there on Sunday. You know what I mean? So I'm around. I'm in these streets doing a bunch of shows, and uh, until then, I'll be back here. Uh, shit, next week. But until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. Stick it in a conversation. We out. Yeah. The main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. Conversation.